Playwrights Local and Radio on the Lake Theatre present The Ghost Ship Hunter, written by Christopher Johnston, directed by Rachel Zake, featuring Aaron K. Moran, Robert Hawks, and Ben Gregg. So, Frank, my partner, in business, in life, in time travel... Cadence, do you read? I'm in a little mayday situation here, dearest. Yes, Frank, my widow quano pilot. Nothing new there, dear. Um, I've got the recording crew here today. Remember? For the Chip Excursions channel? Filming your little pirate popsicles adventure. That your request? What? Oh! <laughs> yes, yes. Roger that. Uh, but Cadence? Oh, Cadence. Love? <laughs> yes, love you too. I think. Sometimes. Must really be scrambling to drop the L word. You're not in a tight time jam or anything, are you, Frank? Actually, um, yes. Starting to look and feel that way. Again? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Not sure I can help. Between talking to the crew and reading a good book, enjoying a refreshing hot beverage, some exquisitely delectable hot appetizers, roasting by the pyroplanket. Nice. Thanks. A lot. Could you focus on the relay monitor, please? See, kids, when it comes to traveling the years to discover the reasons for new virulent viral variations or potential global pandemics, Frank is a great partner. Smart. Inventive. Helped articulate the synchronous time sequence with my dad. Comes from a long line of time explorer adventurers. Fearless, really. Oh yes, you're coming up on the screen now. Wow. Can't tell if that's static snow or... Cold, cold, windy blizzard snow. The ladder. Check. What's that noise? Just me pounding the monitor to make sure it's working. Great. Nothing but state of the science for our lab. Hey, you completed the grant request, not me. Truthfully, for a smart scientist, genius level, some say, he can be an interlight-eared dumbass. Told you to wear your sixth great-grandfather's Eddie Bauer expedition parka. It's still the best thing to keep you warm, and it, it doubles, doubles as, as a dry, dry suit, suit and ice bodies of water. water. Yes, I know, but thank you for the only slightly late reminder. So, back to synchronous time sequences. Frank figured out, not long before this trip, actually, that events in a space coordinate happen concurrently in time. They pioneered the time surveillance monitor, too. Several early chronopilots weren't able to make sure their subcoordinates were clear and got stuck in other people's bodies. And, well, it was ugly. Cadence! Any time now would be much appreciated. Are you standing on... Is that an ice flow? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Wish you were here. The horizon track is receding pretty quickly, Frank. Just a little windy here today, Kate, here in the beautiful, exotic Arctic Ocean. Did you remember to wear sunblock? No! I was more concerned about windburn. If I were riding this fast ice on the free air, I'd get cited for speeding. Better slow your ice down then, Frank. What was that horology sequence coordinate mark again? Seriously? 7XA71775 Six. Recalibrating now. What are you, Cade? Vintage GPS? Not my fault you're obsessed with tracking dead pirates in your free time. Uh, not dead pirates. Pirates who froze to death in place. Roger that. Bet they were happy to see you. They may have still been alive. 
for a few seconds if I timed the chrono subcoordinate right. Pretty sure the captain was, at least. I need to go back a couple ticks farther next time. We should be sunning for a long weekend in New Atlantis or Maui 2019. But Mr. History would rather track down a ghost ship near the North Ice Remnant. When a British whaling ship crew found it in 1775, the Agrippa was drifting not far from Greenland, you see. Um, Cadence, <whistles> clear and present focus, please. When they boarded the frozen three-mastered schooner, the silhouette of those babies is quite stunning. Really? Seriously, any time now. Almost there, Frank. Why don't you tell the recorders here what the situation is? Uh, sure. Well, hi, everyone. Frank here. Uh, so at this moment in time, uh, the entire crew is frozen in place. Some in their bunks. <sighs> Sorry, shivering a bit. But before I was forcibly removed from the ship by an ice storm, I stood with the captain at his desk in his cabin. He's... he was writing in his ledger. Apparently his... There's a woman. She's quite beautiful, coated in a sheet of ice, actually. Kind of a classic ice princess. Frank, your drool appears to be freezing. And when I get you back there, please leave the captain's sexy she-pirate mate... Piratess? Matress? Under the bed covers. You know, you're not supposed to touch or relocate anything. Yes, dear. Get me back to the ship. Now, Cadence? Do you read me? Copy. Copy? Hard copy, Frank. Yeah. The ice crew was weird, but not unexpected. Okay, the ship has been abandoned at sea for 50 years, true. But the catch for Frank was the one man running down the hall, frozen. Not physically possible, right? So Frank has to- Cadence! New safe coordinate, please! Okay, Frank, chill. Oh, sorry, yes. Yes, here it is. I also told you to rebuild the damn dials, Frank. Cadence! Okay, okay, bitch, bitch. Seagreen, please go to 7XA717756. Six. Gotcha. Yes. Looking good on the monitor, Frank. Perfectly chilled with a corksicle. Very brave. Very suave. Back safely on the Agrippa. A frozen ghost ship sailing the seas with a freeze-dried crew of salty sailors for decades. Yo! Farking ice holes, come in, please! Just wanted you to know that Eskimos have 267 different words for FROZEN AS SHIT OUT HERE! Copy. Over. Copy. Oh, that sent a shockwave through the recording team here, Frank. I believe this is for a family, Chip. I repeat, farking ice holes. Over. I know, I know, baby. And I use that word literally. I put extra compression blankets and towels in your pack, love. He's such a delight to explore hidden time discoveries with. Sometimes you put the dents in cadence, dear. Love you deeply in time. Yes, yes. Always happy to save your sorry ass, Frank. Again. You're so welcome, honey. Now, before I was rudely interrupted, Frank and my father, Professor Alexander Wheatstone, an astrophysicist, retired, proved that moments in time and space are like a history book. Greetings, all. Yes, the entire history of that space remains in that space, because we can turn the pages now by traveling to any moment of any day. All the other moments overlap, are still there, including the present. Well said, Father. 
and that's a distinguished retired forensic astrophysicist daughter. Only the most distinguished, father. Good. Finally. A professional in the room. Thanks, Thanks Frank. Frank. Can you take the controls, Dad? I need a bathroom break. Maybe another hot chocolate? Some hot polenta fries with wild mushrooms and gorgonzola? Yes, yes, Cadence dear. Can you snag some dark roast Coventry and coffee for your old man while you're at it? Maybe power up a little Pavarotti retrospective resonance on low? I'll bring you another toasty lap blanket too, Dad. Okay, okay, you two great horological humanitarians. Time's a-tickin' freely. Back in a solar flare event, Dad. I love your daughter, sir, but she can be cruel. You married her, son. I realize now that I did it subconsciously to get closer to your research, sir. (laughs) Still making progress, Frank. You've approximated humor. Uh, All right, I've reviewed the monitor segment. Status, now that you're back on board, the Agrippa? What is what you're observing telling you? Well, I need to arrive earlier to see more of what happened before they all died. Well, that's what I suggested. But you were right to be safe and arrive when they weren't in any condition to attack you. I know now where I can conceal myself. The good news, as my great-grandfather used to say, whatever news was, is that Cadence then advance-forwarded me to just after the whaling crew disembarked. I was able to watch from the Agrippa's deck as the blizzard blew up. The one that launched you onto the ice floe? That very frigid blast, yes, sir. You know she is more proficient at water-timed rescues than I am, don't you? Not a fact I will ever admit to, but was ecstatic she was at the controls while you caught up on your ancient opera history. The ride of the Valkyries would have provided the appropriate soundtrack. Continue. Fortunately, the storm kicked up before the crew could separate the captain's ledger from his desk, so they abandoned ship. The clumsy bastards would have completely destroyed it, I'm sure. Never send a whaler to do a time traveler's job, I always say. Agreed, sir. Carry on, Frank. The ice has refrigerated your cerebellum. (laughs) Sorry, yes. The wind was so strong it broke up the ice, mooring the Agrippa in place, and hurled ice shards at the men. A couple of the whalers got wrenched from their whaleboat and flung like pieces of paper into the sea. The rest made it back to their ship, and we all watched the Agrippa rise into the sky, begin to spin slowly, and then violently twist into, well, into the tunnel of time. Never seen again, yes? Correct. Did you identify, uh, I don't know, anything that wouldn't be on an 18th century schooner? I didn't have time to collect samples, but saw some unusual tiny creatures snapping and sliding in the water along the deck. I thought they were random crustaceans, copepod or sea spiders, blown up by the storm. I'll go back and review the images later. Well, can you tell what the Agrippa was doing out there? Was she a warship? Research expedition? Not 100% confirmed. I didn't have time to go below decks to examine more of their supplies. What's your plan then, Frank? If I arrive a little sooner, I can move the captain's hands and turn the pages of the log before they freeze, and you can magnify them on the monitor to read them. I just have to be careful of my time. More authentic words were never spoken. What are you doing, Frank? Searching for gold, silver, and jewels, love. Treasure! Aye! (laughs) I know you want a new ancient Georgian bracelet for Christmas. You're not there to steal, Frank. Just be careful. 
If you snag yourself on something sharp, we'll have to abort and save your ass once more. Wouldn't you revel in that? Children, don't make me separate you two any more in time. You're right, Dad. Maybe he'll stumble onto another virus we can study instead of pirate flotsam and jetsam. Mostly ice and water. Maybe wooden. Metal instruments, tools. Astrolabe? Beneath. I got under. Several. Right hand and index finger. Burns. Can't quite make out what you're saying, Frank. Repeat, please. Frank? Frank, what? what is that god-awful racket? Is the storm kicking up already? It's too early. He should have a few more ticks before it gets violent enough to send him airborne and icebound again. Frank? Copy, Frank. Frank, come back, please. Dad? All right, all right. I'm checking the monitor replay. Stay calm, Cadence. It's Frank. Father! Just kidding. Okay, stay calm. Steady. Um, he's not responding. I think we need to bring him back now. What? Try another calm channel. No, no, don't watch this. I'll... Oh my god, Dad! What's happening to him? Frank! Frank, come in! Frank, Dad, he looks like a... like a... Ghost! ghost. Okay, well, steady, Cadence. He's still standing. That's a good sign. Frank? Frank, this is Alexander. Come in, Frank. Frank, please come in. Cadence, I know this is hard, but you're the physician in the family. From his vitals, from what you're seeing, what's your assessment? If we can figure out what's happening to him, it may help us confirm what happened to the sailors on the Agrippa. Screw the research, Dad. We need to save his damn ass. Yes, I know. Again. Are you guys still here? Of course, just what you were hoping for. Let's stay focused, Dad. He can't be frozen, but he looks completely paralyzed. paralyzed. Wait. He said that he saw some crustacean-like creatures during the storm. You're thinking a blue-ringed octopus, maybe? They got blown into the ship in the storm. Frank got one stuck in his dry suit, got paralyzed. Dad, what is it? What are you thinking? I might think that. The Hapalaclina's venom could certainly freeze a man. No pun. But that's a tad far north for those little devils. They favor tidal pools in the Pacific or Indian Oceans. What's that? A virtual research tablet a colleague sent me recently. Father, we don't have a lot of time before that storm kicks up. If he gets blown into the air paralyzed, he won't be able to grab onto an ice floe. Dad! Daughter? Maybe your mother, may the universe rest her spirit, should have named you Patience. I am fully aware that my son could soon become an Arctic ice cube. You think of Frank as a son? Of course I do, girl. How else could I justify living with that time-compressing klutz? Uh, here, Dr. Bettany Hicks-Beauty. She's a forensic astrophysicist too, right? Yes. Classmate for most of university. We taught together, too, before you were born. Though these days Frank talks to her more than I do. Yes, they do seem to have become quite close. He's attended several chrono conferences with her. You can't possibly be jealous, daughter. She's five years older than I am, for dark matter's sakes. I, of course, was ahead of my classmates. Of course, father. Well ahead. Just that Frank has always been more into brains than other body parts. Bethany, 
who does indeed possess celestial globes of note. Dad! Oh, apologies. Just a scientific astro-observation, daughter. <clears throat> Virtualized last year, this paper chronicles her travels to the late 1700s. Uh, yes, here it is. She discovered evidence frozen in the Arctic Ocean floor. Fossils from a Haitian exoplanet. A hot, water-covered planet with a hydrogen-rich atmosphere. Precisely. Here. Some orbit so close to their stars that they're tidally locked, with one scorching hot day side and one eternally dark night side. But life could exist in such extreme Haitians, Hicks Beauty stresses, in the night side waters of a tidally locked world. And this has to do with Frank Howe? Well, Bettany's theory is that an asteroid fragment from a Haitian planet crashed into the ocean in the late 1700s. Thus, the possibility of alien life forms that didn't survive here. One of my old friend's other strengths is forensic necropsy. She identified venom sac cavities in the creatures and surmised that they were indeed noxious brutes. Their venom could have paralyzed the crew, freezing the sailor running down the hallway in mid-stride. And freezing Frank in mid-captain's ledger page turn. His body is entirely encased in his dry suit. So the little... Aliens probably stung his damn dumbass hand when he was rifling around in that trunk. Language, daughter, language. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, kids. You'll understand later when you get loved and spliced. Is there an antidote, Dad? Well, Bethany did have her virtual lab testing a universal antidote. Unfortunately, I haven't heard that it's available for use in humans. Dad, now you're scaring me. Frank has a heated inflatable vest in his dry suit, right? Cadence? Cadence, eyes, please? I don't think so. Who's sending us a laser delivery now? It's a small pod. Medical material. Are you expecting anything, Doctor? No. Let me see. Dad, it's from Dr. Hicks Beauty. For Frank Drake, care of Cadence and Alex Bad Professor Wheatstone? Dad! <clears throat> Give me that, daughter. Stay focused. Uh, dearest Frank, here is the beta sample of the universal antidote we discussed. Hope you never need it, but, well, let's be frank, you are Frank. Love and joyous time intervals, Bethany. He always proves smarter than we give him credit for, daughter. Can be genius. All right, Frank. Frank Drake V, come in. I hope you copy. Despite your ancient death-dealing alien encounter, your heartbeat appears to be strong. I've got the antidote. You are the antidote, Cade. Do you read? Loud, clear, and present, Frank. Though some hot chocolate and a few of those polenta fries might do the trick. <laughs> Roger that. Hold on. I'm coming to save your sorry ass. Again. Again.
You've been listening to The Ghost Ship Hunter by Christopher Johnston, directed by Rachel Zake, featuring Aaron K. Moran, Robert Hawks, and Ben Gregg, with sound design and editing by John Watts. The Ghost Ship Hunter was produced by Playwrights Local of Cleveland, Ohio, in partnership with Radio on the Lake Theater, Shaker Heights, Ohio. For more information, visit playwrightslocal.org. This recording is copyrighted 2022 by Playwrights Local. The Ghost Ship Hunter is copyrighted by Christopher Johnston.